1170. The Answer. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday Eve. Y'all know that's my favorite day of the week because I'm eyeballing. I'm looking down the sights towards Friday, towards the weekend. And with this gorgeous, uh, some say it too hot weather here in San Diego, uh, I love it. I love the heat. I'm a lizard. Stick me on a rock down at the beach and I will enjoy me some hot weather. Thank you all for joining me tonight. Coming at y'all from the AM 1170, the Answer Studios here in beautiful Sunny, gorgeous San Diego. Glad to have you all here with me tonight. 888-344-1170. If you would like to call in, chime in on any topics of the day. And joining me as always, the man, the myth, the legend, the producer of all producers, none other than DJ Carrot Sticks. Are you fired up? Carrot Sticks. Roasted at a high heat. Let's get fired up. Ow! My Should have saved that one for today. Yeah. I played it for, I shouldn't have played it yesterday, but... With the news of the NFL and what they're adding to their cheer squad, I should have saved that for today. Yeah, well, we can still talk about it in our Pop the Culture segment. Uh, Although we're actually going to talk about Pop and the Culture, the American culture, in our open here tonight. But we've got a lot of topics to to cover with you guys on the show. Um, We've got Sidney Powell, who's going to be here, because stuff is heating up with the Mueller investigation. And, uh, you know, Mueller's crying to the judge in the Manafort case. And some people, uh, we got a local story to tell you guys about. A lot of people crying over the San Diego City Council and their move. Uh, the council is voting today on whether or not to put a ballot measure on uh, the ballot in November to do some tax hiking. Brought to you by a Republican mayor. We're going to talk a little bit of that later in the show with our tax man, the smooth, the one and only Al Arias. Glad to have you all here with me tonight. Uh, in terms of pop the culture, um, you know, the, it, you know. Usually, when I first started taking took my taking my show daily, I thought pop in the culture might be something I might talk about like once a week. But there's so much attacks on the American culture right now and our traditional way of life, and it's really a calculated cultural Marxist movement. But if you mention it, if you call it out, you are accused of being xenophobic, racist, a bigot. You know, every of the phobias, the long list. There's so many of the phobias I can't even I can't even keep track of them all. And so I, I, one of the uh, pop the culture topics I had for tonight was to talk about what's going on with the school down in Atlanta. And that kind of ties into the latest outrage that is involved with the cultural Marxist movement. And that is involving Laura Ingram. Because Laura Ingram, with her profile that she's got, of course, she is under the microscope. Everything that anybody that's as important as Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, any of those, any, anybody who's as important as they are is so under the microscope. I know I felt it myself, and I'm not even at that level of in the media. But I've I've been subject to different media outlets, you know, pushing back and not wanting me on because of something I said. Because you know you're not allowed, and that ties into this everything that we've seen with Alex Jones recently, 
it's all a part of the cultural Marxist movement, having to marginalize us, tell us that we're bigoted, tell us where all the all the phobias. If they can't, if and then if that doesn't work in order to silence us, in order to shut us down, uh, you know, then they will actually just try to take us, you know, out, off the off the internet, which is what they've done with Alex Jones. So what happened with Laura Ingram? Uh, what she was talking about on last night's show. She was responding to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who has been, quote, the darling of the Democrat and, went and, and has been going around talking all sense, sense of nonsense. And one of the thing, things that she said in an interview was that she said that the, the soccer moms from, I think, I think the soccer moms were the ones that supposedly voted and gave President Bush the victory. I don't remember when that term came about. That might have been the soccer moms that voted for Bill Clinton. I don't remember when that was about. Um, but anyway, she said they don't exist anymore. Well, that's news to me because we see these soccer moms, these soccer fields are loaded up every weekend in San Diego and minivans all over the place and SUVs loaded up with, with kids. The middle class hasn't gone anywhere. She referred to them as upper middle class. But anyway, what she was saying is this entire class of people in this country is gone. In other words, America has shifted. The demographics have shifted in this country. And that's what Laura Ingram piggybacked on. She said last night, America as we know it doesn't exist anymore due to demographic changes. Well, you know, immediately she was accused of being going full white supremacist. Uh, the worst possible words immediately began to be used against her. Full on pushback. I certainly expect if it hasn't already happened, an assault on what uh, what I was talking with somebody. I think it was Tom Borelli on last night's show was talking about how they go after the sponsors of media to try to take them off the airwaves. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Why can we not say? That America has shifted culturally in this country. We, we are told, and I actually, before I even heard about this Laura Ingram story, I posted on Facebook today. I said, why is it that we, the left, celebrates and encourages people who come to this country, instead of immigrating and assimilating, we are encouraging people to come to this country and preserve their culture over our own. We're encouraging them to come here and preserve their culture, which I don't have a problem with. But it shouldn't be at the expense of the American culture. Why is that okay for them to come here to our own country? And we encourage them to preserve their culture, but we're not allowed to want to preserve our own culture. What's, how does that make us bigoted? I love other cultures. I love to travel. I became obsessed with the French when I was in high school. I, I became so proficient in French that if somebody spoke to me in English, I would think French in my head. I was obsessed I wanted to eat. I wanted to eat croissant all day long. I mean, literally. But does that mean that I want this country to become French? No, it's not wrong to want to preserve the American culture. And by the way, the American culture, this unique country that was founded by these brilliant people with this unique system of individual liberty, individual freedoms, the free markets, a unique American culture is what did what for the rest of the world? Gee, we invented electricity, the light bulb, flight. The TV, the telephone, the cotton gin, I mean, the, re- the uh, street lights. I mean, what, what major technological advancement was created outside the United States of America? That's my pop quiz. Can you think of any? Is, is Al's microphone on? The Suki Al Arias is here with me. Can you think can you, of... Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you think of one major I- invention that was created by any other country in the world. And we are one of the newest countries in the world. And it's because of this unique, fantastic American culture. What is wrong with wanting to preserve that? Because, oh, by the way, that's also as a result of that, has led us to provide more humanitarian aid in this country with dollars, treasure, food, water. 
We're taking our culture and spreading it around to the betterment of the world, including the military force. In the words of the great Major uh, Bob Scales, Major General Bob Scales, he said to me, you look at the strife that has happened in this world since the United States was founded, and the solution always began with American military personnel marching the streets in uniform. We save the world from Nazism. We save this world from communism. We are the culture that has done more for the world than anybody else, and we don't. And we should be wanting to preserve it. Because, oh, by the way, so many people that come here to this country come here to escape systems that are failing. That's why they want to come here. And then they want to vote in systems that failed where they were before. We can't continue to be the shining beacon on the hill and do so much for the world from a humanitarian and a military standpoint if our culture is destroyed. How's that going to benefit anybody? What is wrong to say that? To state that our culture has changed doesn't mean we hate somebody else's culture. If I go, if I were to move, uh, you know, one of my besties moved down to Mexico. She abandoned me years ago. I've yet to forgive her for that because I miss her so much. Um, But she loves it in Mexico. But you know what? She learned the language. She's she's a fluent uh, uh, Spanish. She's steeped into their culture down there in every aspect, including enjoying the Mexican men, I might add. She's speaking the international language of Amor. She's not trying to turn it into America. Because that's because she she moved there because she loved their culture and she wanted to she wanted to immerse herself in that. And so did all the other expats that are living down there with her. And if there comes a time where I leave America and move to some other foreign country, it's because I want to immerse myself in that culture. So shame on any shame on the left. This is this is out of hand. Uh, But I might as well talk about uh, and how did we get to this point? Because the left successfully took over. Uh, our education system, the media, Hollywood, and have churned them out into indoctrination centers to uh, turn them into indoctrination centers, which, uh, you know, has has churned out all these anti-American people who want to put our country down. If, if you're if you're busting Laura Ingram for anything that she said right now, this anti-American stuff is because you don't love this country. If, if you don't want to preserve it's culture. You don't love it and you don't appreciate it. And maybe it's because you came out of a school to where, you know, they told you you should hate it. Right now, uh, a story came out of Georgia today that, that some charter schools down there have decided that they're not going to ask children to recite the Pledge of Allegiance anymore because it's, it's exclusionary. How can asking American kids to pledge to the symbol of America be exclusionary? Who are they excluding? Who are they supposed to pledge to? Fiji? The Fijian flag? That's on my bucket list, by the way. That's a culture that I love as well and want to go there. There's water snakes there. We got water snakes in Louisiana and the bayou, baby. Water (laughs) moccasins. I'm familiar with water moccasins. So they said, well, we'll have them chant the Pledge of Allegiance later in the day. Wait a second. How does it get any more inclusive later in the day? And then they're going to have them chant some school pledge in the morning. Well, wait a second. So you can force them to, to, to recite some pledge in the morning. You're just going to force them to chant some wolf pack pledge? Why are they supposed to show their allegiance to the school? Because it's statism. They don't want that allegiance to go to the United States of America. They want that allegiance to go to the state. They want it to go to that institution. This isn't about – This is if it's exclusive in any way, what's going on here, they want to exclude – Anything pro-American is what's going on. 
And if they and oh, and another thing that they said was, you know, it, we don't want uh, these children, you know, to be, you know, they didn't use the word traumatized, but we don't want them to start off the day on something negative. How in the world is reciting the Pledge of Allegiance negative? If there's any kid that feels a negative experience by ple- uh, by reciting the Pledge of Allegiance, it's because they were told by an anti-American parent or school teacher that they should hate America and the symbol of America, or maybe it's because they see these NFL players who refuse to stand. But in other words, they. They've been indoctrinated into hating America. They've been indoctrinated into getting a queasy feeling at the, at the sight of a flag. So instead, this school decides to tell them they're supposed to chant to a wolf pack? What? This isn't about inclus- inclusivity. Because the Pledge of Allegiance was a moment in which we would all be united together for love of country and for this culture. And there, and there is a direct, an absolute intentional movement to destroy this culture by telling us that we shouldn't love it, by telling us that America is bad, by telling us that our culture is wrong, and therefore they're trying to destroy every aspect of it, to tear apart the fabric of America. Why? Because they want to rebuild it under the utopian Marxist vision. That's the play, and it's a long game that they've been playing for a really long time, and we can't let them win. We're going to take a break. We come back. Al Arias has joined the studio finally. He always shows up late for the party. And then we've got... How late was it? Three minutes? No, longer than that, my friend. But Sidney Powell's going to be here because, oh, Mueller started crying to that judge over the man at Fort Case. And so what What was that about? How was... What, he hands over the case. It's not his anymore. So I'm confused by the direct involvement there between Mueller and why he thinks that he's got the right to call out the judge. I don't understand that, but my gal, Sidney Powell, who wrote the book License Till I Will Be Here. Don't go anywhere. More Andrea Case Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state, not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. AM 1170, The Answer. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. Anybody who's paying attention to the news knows that Twitter's leadership is politically biased. But you might not know that the social media giant has gone beyond censoring alleged extreme right-wing users to shadow banning mainstream GOP congressmen. Shadow banning is when an account and their tweets are hidden from others without the user being notified. In a public statement, Twitter denied that they shadow ban people, but they changed the definition of shadow ban in order to do so. 
and then they undid the bans, which they deny ever having made in the first place. Of course, Twitter has a First Amendment right to ban whatever speech they want to. But if Twitter executives use corporate resources to push their own political hobbies, then they are misusing shareholder assets, and they should stop. Now, I'm Jerry Boyer. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Cigar smokers, Andrea Kay here. Listen carefully. I have a little secret to share with you. I love the smell of a good cigar. In fact, once in a while, I'll light up one myself. And my favorite place to buy cigars, no secret here, it's Liberty Tobacco. What an incredible selection of premium hand-rolled cigars at the best prices and amazing service. On occasion, I like to get cigars for a guy friend. You know, like maybe for a birthday or an anniversary. And Liberty Tobacco helps me select the perfect cigar. See, I love cigars, but I'm not an expert. And that's where Liberty Tobacco is so helpful. I give them a couple of hints, and they quickly zone in on my needs. In a matter of minutes, they have great choices in front of me, and bingo, I'm all set. Liberty Tobacco has two locations, one in Kearney Mesa on Claremont Mesa Boulevard in the Ethan Allen Shopping Center just off the 805 and in Del Mar in the Flower Hill Mall at the racetrack exit. Both are open seven days a week or visit them at LibertyTobacco.com. Most solar companies try to sell you a leased solar system. The owner of your system, the solar company, keeps your 30% federal tax credit and they don't pass the refund back to you. In fact, their prices remain just as high. My name is Jesse Keegan, owner of Keegan Electric Solar. Most lease systems are too small, so you're still paying the power company and your lease every month. When you own it, you get to use a 30% tax credit. Keegan Electric Solar is a veteran-owned company with an A-plus rating with the BBB. When you call Keegan Electric Solar at 619-742-8376, you deal with me directly. From start to finish, a licensed electrical contractor. Don't allow these large solar companies to keep your tax break. I'm offering a $2,000 off electrical panel upgrade or a $2,000 credit towards a purchase of your system. Visit KeeganElectricSolar.com or call 619-742-8376 to talk with me today. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Uh, lots of uh, happening, uh, and, and but as much as there is happening with the Mueller investigation, even as I was saying that, I began to think, well, is there really anything, any advancements happening? Because so far what's happening with the Mueller investigation is we've got this trial going on with Manafort, in which all we're really hearing about is a $15,000 lizard jacket, and this guy Gates, uh, the state star witness, is a th- embezzled $3 million and had some family somewhere that nobody knew about. So um, then we find out that Mueller, I guess, sent some crybaby letter to the judge saying he's being too hard on the prosecutors. I, you know, I don't even know what to make what to think about this. Giuliani is saying, though, that this Mueller investigation is going to end up blowing up in Mueller's face. I don't know if I believe that. So joining me now to, to uh, help us pick through all this, unpack the bags, which is kind of what everybody's favorite saying is these days, is Sidney Powell, author of the phenomenal book endorsed by the one and only Rush Limbaugh, the book Licensed to Lie is Sydney Powell. Hi, Sydney. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Andrea. Thank you for having me. I've got a paperback coming out soon of the book. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it's the second edition. It includes an index. It hasn't been updated because that would be a whole other book <laughs> that, yeah, that I haven't had time to write, to put it mildly. 
but uh, yeah, it's a really good looking, high quality paperback. I just picked up the first one today. Awesome. Well, one of the reasons why Rush Limbaugh endorsed it is because it, it provides background and helps people understand the corruption that is going on with the Department of Justice and really lays the foundation for the corruption involving this special prosecutor. And so we've got Manafort on trial. And we've got the state star witness. This guy, as I just said, embezzled $3 million from Manafort, um, had some family, you know, uh, secret family that he was hiding from people. Uh, He even lied on the witness stand. And so while all this is going on, Judge Ellis, who's presiding over this, is talking to these guys like he's the judge from my cousin Vinny, because that's kind of what's happening in this courtroom. So then Mueller decides to send a letter crying to the judge. He filed a motion. Oh, he filed a motion, did he? I thought it was a letter. How can he file a motion in a case that he handed off to the Southern District? It's not his anymore. Uh, I thought the motion was filed in the case he's trying now. Uh, yeah, I see. It's it's very confusing. You're probably right. Um, yeah. So, see, I thought when he handed the Manafort case over that it really wasn't him anymore, that he had handed it over to the prosecutors in the Southern District. No, he didn't. He didn't hand off the Manafort case. Okay. He had to bring in local counsel because the judge insisted on it, but that's a fairly common thing. So he brought in somebody from the U.S. Attorney's Office there in the Eastern District of Virginia, which often works with DOJ on things anyway, just to serve as local counsel. But I think what he filed was a motion asking for a curative jury instruction because the judge has been jumping all over them, uh, rightly so, I think, for the most part, Um because you know they they want to make everything sound evil. I mean, they could you could give your mother a nice birthday present and they would make it sound like you're trying to hide assets or something. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is this is one reason why Americans need to be paying attention to this and why it's so disturbing that it's gotten this far. Because I'm no defender of criminals. I said this on my show last night, but we do not have an equal application of the law here. And when the government is weaponized against private citizens and they put the full force down on Americans, this is what's going on should scare every American. Because, it certainly should. Right? And as I told people on Lou Dobbs last night, people need to understand that even though a jury is to apply the law as it is given to them by the judge, they do not leave their common sense and reason at the door. And a juror is the last bastion of democracy, I mean, of direct democracy. A single juror can stop an unjust conviction for whatever reasons it's unjust by voting for acquittal and and holding their ground on every count of the indictment. And I think that may be what's needed here to send a message to Mueller that this crap has to stop. Well, so in in the complaint that he filed, Mueller, against the judge, he said that Ellis had violated protocol uh, while ruling against the prosecution's star witness. And I'm, th- I'm laughing at the violated protocol. Let's talk about, we don't have time with you, Sydney, to, to talk about all the different ways in which protocol, if not laws, were broken. In the course of the spying on President Trump, including placing <laughs> spies inside of there, these phony FISA warrants, how about the violation? of the protocols of the fact that Manafort, when has anybody else who's done a white-collar crime had his home raided and his wife practically strip-searched at 4 o'clock in the morning? Oh, exactly. I mean, the double standard these people are pursuing is unfathomable to every American, and and it should be. It's absolutely outrageous. And, you know, I'm glad Judge Ellis has been calling them out on all their tactics. all, All the tactics are the same ones they used in my book, License to Lie, 
you know, having Gates testify that, oh, yeah, I committed a crime and, oh, yeah, this was a crime, too. Well, he's not even supposed to testify to anything like that. That's for the jury to decide. And, and he, in fact, in the in the Arthur Anderson case, they had an Arthur Anderson partner plead guilty and testify for the government. And the guy's guilty plea had to be they had to allow him to withdraw it two years later because they bludgeoned him into pleading guilty to something that wasn't even a crime. The conduct wasn't criminal. In this case here, we've got Gates, who's obviously a, a liar. I mean, he's the, he's the equivalent here of a jailhouse snitch, hoping he's going to get an extra pack of ciggies out of the situation. Well, they're giving him probation. His plea agreement calls for him to the government not to oppose probation for him when he's committed more crimes than Manafort did and stole from Manafort. Wow. Yeah. So he gets on the stand and he lies about it. At that point, and you're you're the uh, former prosecutor, at that point, is it not the, the ruling that I've, I've heard this from my gal, Judge Judy? Don't She always says, don't come into my courtroom with dirty hands. And given the fact that he lied on the stand like he did, first of all, he was a, a proven liar and criminal when he came in. Then he lies on the stand. Isn't that isn't the jury instructions at that point that, hey, if he lies at one aspect of his testimony, they can consider the entire testimony a lie? Is that why Mueller jumped in? Because he sees this case going down the toilet? Yeah, that could very well be. Um, you know, they're going to try to, they've already in the mainstream media has been trying to paint this judge as some kind of kook. He's not a kook. He's just one of the rare judges who's really willing to hold the government accountable and stop some of their biased crap that they're getting by with in lots of other courtrooms. I mean, people think we have a presumption of innocence, but by the time somebody reads an indictment to a jury, I mean, your mouths drop open yeah. and, and they sound like the worst people on the face of the earth. Yeah. We don't really have the presumption of innocence anymore. That's one thing I always want to remind people about. The indictment is not evidence. It doesn't mean a damn thing. It's like somebody writing a storybook if that's what they want to write. Well, oh, yeah. and by the way, mm-hmm. uh, John Solomon now has handwritten notes by Bruce Orr. Uh, the Justice Department person that was running the back channel between the DOJ, the FBI, Fusion GPS, and Christopher Steele after the FBI supposedly fired Steele, the dossier that formed the basis for the FISA warrant applications. And apparently he gave Bruce Orr a thumb drive, uh, or Bruce uh, Glenn Simpson did, uh, a few days after Trump was elected. Or is not part of a counterintelligence division at all. The whole thing stinks to high heaven. It does. In fact, that that sounds like that's in follow up to the story we talked about last night, in which there were texts that were revealed that after Grassley put out his memo wanting information about all the particulars involving that dossier, Steele's texting Bruce Orr, "Hey, we we might have a problem here." And exactly. then right, and then we find out from according to Nunes uh, that Bruce Orr was being treated as though he was an asset. An intelligence asset instead of the the employee to the FBI that he was, whose wife happens to be, you know, happened to be working for Fusion GPS. You know, Giuliani, that that leads me into Giuliani's comment today. And I'm rushing because I know that we've got limited time with you. But Giuliani says today that uh, or last night that he that this will all blow up on Mueller. That implies that there's going to be accountability. And I've yet to see any I, – I, I'm losing confidence in anybody's going to be held accountable because Jeff Sessions is doing nothing. Rosenstein's still in place. Do you think that that's that, there, that it will blow up at some point and, and Mueller will come to, uh, uh, come to be, be held to account? I think it will, especially if all the Trump supporters will get out and vote in the midterm elections. That's going to be absolutely crucial because – We've got to keep these congressional investigations going. If the Democrats manage to take control, all that's going to be shut down. 
and Mueller will be doubly impaneled. I mean, we can basically kiss the country goodbye if we don't get after this right now. Absolutely. Well, you heard it here from Sidney Powell, who literally wrote the book on the corruption in the Department of Justice, and the book is Licensed to Lie, which is now out on paperback. So get yourself a copy and get informed and get out and vote to save Order it at sydneypowell.com. And don't forget Creeps on a Mission. Get a T-shirt. All right, Sydney, thank you so much for being here. I always appreciate it. Thank you, Andrea. All right. Bye now. All right. So, uh, you know, I started out that segment by saying I didn't know if there was anything new, and there was, thanks to Sydney Powell. Uh, We're going to take a break. We come back. we got more on the other side of the break. This is The Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. Want more Andrea K.? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's A-V-A-R-I-A-S-Co.com. AM 1170, The Answer. Can you believe there's just a few weeks left of summer? That means a new school year is just around the corner. And parents, some of you may still be on the fence about where to send your kids next year. So here's some great news that'll have you cheering. Select half-off tuition still remain for many private schools in your area. And we have some really amazing schools like Victory Christian Academy, Vista Christian School, John Paul the Great Catholic University, and many more. You still have time to tour the school of your choice and then purchase your entire first year's tuition at half price, saving thousands of dollars on a priceless private education. Visit am1170theanswer.com today. Don't miss out. Spaces are limited and tuitions are claimed on a first-come, first-served basis. Visit am1170theanswer.com today. That's am1170theanswer.com. Don't you wish you could choose your own monthly mortgage payments? If you're 62 years or older and have sufficient equity or own your home free and clear, a reverse mortgage loan may be the most powerful tool for your financial planning. With your current mortgage, in case of any emergencies or business opportunities, you may not be in the best financial position to make a move. With a reverse mortgage, eliminate your mortgage payments and receive cash or a large line of credit. With a bigger down payment, you can even purchase a home with a reverse mortgage, which is much easier to qualify for since there are 
are no mortgage payments. Sometimes you can even qualify with just your Social Security income. To learn more, visit our website at aramco.biz, where you can ask questions, request more information, or sign up for our next workshop. Call Aramco at 866-600-1130. That's 866-600-1130. Or visit aramco.biz. Aramco. Purchase, refinance, reverse. DRE 01853626. NMLS 27716. Not all borrowers qualify. What's the scariest thing about going to the dentist? Opening your mouth or opening your wallet? Because just a simple cleaning can cost $150, and things like root canals can cost you hundreds more. If you don't have dental insurance to help, you should give Physicians Mutual Insurance Company a call. 1-800-709-3321. This isn't a discount plan or preventive-only coverage. This is real dental insurance that helps pay for checkups right away. So you can call today and get your teeth cleaned tomorrow. Plus, it helps cover the more expensive procedures you might need down the road. Fillings, crowns, bridges, even costly dentures. There's no deductible and no annual maximum. Your acceptance is guaranteed for one of these insurance policies, even if you're retired or on Medicare. Plus, you can choose any dentist you'd like. That's right, any dentist you want. Call and we'll rush you a free information kit with all the details. 1-800-709-3321. That's 1-800-709-3321. 1-800-709-3321. AM 1170. The Answer. San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. I'm glad to have my buddy Al Arias in the studio with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, before I move on from the topic that I was uh, discussing with Sidney Powell before the break, we were talking about the Mueller investigation. Uh, there's uh, still ongoing talks about whether or not President Trump's going to sit down and actually give an interview uh, with Mueller, which would be absolutely insane. Uh, the great Alan Dershowitz said tonight, uh, I think it might have been on Tucker Carlson, that uh, he expects that Giuliani will give the Mueller team an offer uh, they can't accept. Isn't that good? <laughs> you got to love it. Yeah, that's awesome, which is so true. Um, you know, I've had my questions on whether or not Giuliani's been handling this the right way. And I, my, um, I felt more confident than he was when I heard an old Bush uh, attorney from the Bush administration, Department of Justice. I think it was John Wu. I think he might have been the um, the attorney who backed down at the time on the waterboarding. I'm not I, if if I remember him right. He was questioned today um, as to whether or not he thought Trump should sit down and do and do an interview. And wait till y'all hear his answer. I mean, it was so. If you need a reminder of why uh, Bush and W uh, was really his conservative compassion, compassionate conservatism was really liberalism in disguise, and he's not, he was nothing but a fraud. Uh, listen to this answer. John Root Wu says, "Yes, President Trump should sit down and give an interview because he needs to lead by example. If he doesn't sit down to give an interview with a special prosecutor, why would anybody from the drug cartel?" sit down and give an interview. And I think he he literally said that. I'm like, when does a drug cartel ask for an interview with a special prosecutor? <laughs> <laughs> what? We had some of the, um, the famous cartel here in San Diego that were prosecuted and brought to justice here. I think it was by Bonnie Dumanis. And they had the goods. They arrested them. They were prosecuted. And, you know, uh, they never were even asked for an interview. I mean, this is like ridiculous. That's not even how our criminal justice process works. 
This is insane. And that comes from somebody who was one of the top uh, attorneys in the Department of Justice. That's absolutely insane. Uh, what that was, though, is it was an explanation based upon supporting the institutions. To based- my <laughs> <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. Yeah, can you Google the name of that big famous crime cartel, the syndicate that was finally brought to justice? Um, as though, as though that crime syndicate that was brought to justice, you know, um, you know, as though he had a right uh, to decide whether or not he was going to be prosecuted, the head of this cartel, you know, and how many, how many uh, people under criminal prosecution ever bear witness? Most of them don't. I mean, that was the dumbest explanation I heard. And what it really was, it was about Trump should show support to the institutions. And that is really the crux to the issue. The establishment types, including the George W. Bush, they're all about the institutions of government. That's Marxism, really, that we're supposed to worship the state. We're supposed to put our trust in the state. No, the message to the American people should be what Sidney Powell just talked about. Don't trust the state. If Trump, Trump should lead by an example and say, you know what, the deep state and what's going on here with our corrupt FBI that was weaponized and the corrupt DOJ that's been weaponized, even under his own uh, attorney general, the American people have a right. We have a right to say, no, we're not going to participate in the destruction of our lives due to a weaponized government. Our country was founded, going back to talking about Laura Ingram at the top of the show and the American culture, one significant way that our culture has been changed. This doesn't have anything to do with demographics necessarily, but it might, is that we have become a a, a country of big government, centralized power, ruling over our lives. It's because Congress doesn't do what it was designed to do. Well, well, it is. They've handed it over to bureaucracies. Well, and they're they're a part of it because there's so much money in it and with the lobbyists and, you know, with... Um, you know, the special interest that's going on. And speaking of special interest, I want to shift gears into a San Diego story because I don't know what the outcome was today. But <clears throat> give a little background to those of you um, not in San Diego, even to those of you here in San Diego that ha- may not have been following this story. We have a, an alleged Republican mayor. And we also have a significant homeless problem and road problem in California, and which means we have a liberal problem in California. We've got a spending problem in California because we've got more revenue at every... Let's get a bullet train. We, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> we need that. We've got rampant homelessness. Uh, you know, uh, there's there's been something like 60,000 complaints in San Francisco alone over human feces on the sidewalk. We've got potholes the size of Delaware. And meanwhile, we've also got more revenue going into the state than ever before because we've got a spending problem. In San Diego, so uh, with the home, the, the uh, our Republican mayor decided that the way he was going to try to deal, pay for homelessness and potholes, was instead of stopping the ridiculous spending, including the pension situation, he decided he wanted to do some tax hike involving the hotels under the phony guise of expanding the convention center, which would be where some of the money went. Um, but they couldn't get enough signatures under a citizens initiative because these citizens aren't wanting tax hikes. Because you know what? Even though if it's on a hotel, it hurts us. Maybe you want to do a staycation and stay at a hotel. Or maybe you're part of the hotel industry and you know that jacking up the tax rates might hurt your own industry. There's a lot of reasons why. You know, we've, we're taxed enough. So you know what? They couldn't get enough signatures for it. So then Kevin Faulkner, with the help of Laura Fink, you San Diego's might remember, I've debated her a few times, far left lib. I've debated her a couple times on Fox 5 on San Diego. She's, she's the one that the Republican mayor hired 
to, do, to be the spokesperson for this. So then they couldn't get enough support from the citizens. So they had a city council meeting tonight to try to get the city council to overturn the will of the people. They couldn't get support from the citizens for this tax hike. So they tried to get the city council to vote to have it put on the ballot. The problem for the city with that is now, because it's not from the citizens, it's from the city council, it will take a two-thirds majority to vote for it. And so it, how do we have a Republican pushing for any kind of tax hike? And I know, DJ Carrot Sticks, that you love that Comic-Con, which is the main thing y'all go to at the convention center, but we don't need tax hikes. You know, come up with some other way if we, you want to. We need to... an expanded convention center. We do, but it, but that we... can be financed other ways. That can be financed other ways. Exactly. What this was was this was a ruse to deal with to so so called pay for the homeless problem. How is throwing money towards homeless program? We've had shelters in this town for how long? And you know what? That didn't solve the problem. Setting up more uh, housing is not going to solve the problem. There's there's underlying issues with why people are ending up on the streets. A lot of it is drugs. A lot of it is mental health issues. A lot of it is because we've got housing prices through the roof that are driven that way because of liberal policies and setting up having the taxpayers have to pay for them to live in, in Orange County. I don't know if you know this. Uh, they went to some hotels. They tried to get the tent cities out of Santa Ana and went to some hotels, got an agreement that the hotels would put them up for 90 days, and the homeless left after a couple of days because they didn't want to clean up. They didn't want to fulfill the terms and conditions, which was no drug use. Which is and so most of them are either mentally ill or have a drug use problem. The rest of them could already go and get help with uh, at uh, Father Joe's villages. Did I leave you speechless, Al? <laughs> so you know, well, I, I don't know if you, if DJ Carrot Sticks uh, during the break can Google and see if that, before we went live on the show no, there, I, there was I not think, yet a I vote. I think my objection is the coupling of something that we really need to do, which is the convention center, with the homeless problem or the streets, let's deal with them by themselves. Yeah, look at look look at the tax revenue we've already got. Look at where it's being spent. Don't come to us for more tax dollars because we've already given enough tax dollars that are supposed to go to roads. We've already given enough tax dollars that's supposed to go to the homeless problem. Why are you why are you raising taxes when we can't I can't walk out the door? Why to are tonight? we spending a co- multiple billions of dollars? On the bullet train. Exactly. It makes no sense. We have a spending problem. And another way that Kevin Faulkner tried to go and raise money under the phony guise of protecting neighborhoods was the Airbnb, short-term vacation rentals. Uh, coming up, they man- with- Government managed to screw up everything. Of course, the they- Uber thing you're going to be talking about is another example. Yeah, we're going to talk about that after the break because that kind of ties into uh, short-term vacation rentals, which is... Uh, you know, private enterprise and, and innovation that comes out. DJ Carrot Sticks disagrees with me because he's he's had some issues with some short term vacation renters. Um, but the, but the but that aside, Kevin Faulkner pretends that he's going to come up with all these regulations to deal with these short term vacation rentals because they're creating problems in the neighborhoods. Uh, but it didn't shut down vacation rentals. He didn't do that. Have what we he did was let me let me tell you what he was trying to deregulating. Right. What he, what does it do to the economy? Well, that's a different point. Let me. I'm piggybacking off of your idea of coupling. So what Kevin Faulkner did with the short-term vacation rentals was instead of coming up with a plan that was going to even remotely address the issues that were going on from these, what he did was come up with permits and fees and why? To pay for homelessness. 
that's what it's always about. They're always looking to exploit every situation to pick our pockets for more taxes. It's very inefficient. It's inefficient. It doesn't solve a problem because they're never about solving problems. What they're about is about either creating problems that they can exploit to try to get more votes and power, or it's about trying to exploit a situation for more revenue that gives them power so that they can spend other people's money. And it's like you just said, we're going to talk about it when we come back from the break more about this, but lower taxes and lower regulations is what spurs the economy. We are now at an economic resurgence in spite of what's going on in California. And what does he want to do? Hurt a major industry in this town the hotel industry with a tax hike that's ridiculous we're gonna it is it is when we we're gonna take a break we come back we're gonna talk about uh, the latest crazy out of new york which is coming to a liberal town near you which is clamping down on uh, uber and lyft which is going to create lots of issues in metropolitan areas more andrea k show coming up be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state, not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444. This report is sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Here's the Word on Wealth, a retirement update from five-star wealth manager, certified financial planner, Marty Schneider, the retirement professor. Greetings, friends, and welcome to this edition of the Word on Wealth. Marty Schneider here. That traditional three-legged retirement stool that we've talked about for years, that's pension plans, your personal savings, and Social Security benefits. Well, that particular retirement stool, just a little bit wobbly right now. The personal savings, however, often ends up being the weak link for people. And so this is where it really becomes important for you to understand your projected social security benefits, your retirement income, and the amount that you need to save to get the job done for you and your family. So if you need help with that, I invite you. Come on in and see me. I do meet with everybody personally, and I offer an absolutely free retirement planning consultation. All you have to do is call the office and schedule your visit. 800-727-PLAN. That is my office number here. 800-727-7526. You can also go to my website, theretirementprofessor.com. AM 1170, The Answer. In America, someone coming from nothing really can create unlimited success for themselves and their family. Larry Elder, the sage from South Central here with my friend Aaron, founder of California Deluxe Windows, a true American success story. Aaron, I've recommended you to my friends, and they are so happy with the work you've done. Thank you, Larry. That really means a lot. We all know Larry is one of the smartest and most discerning people. So if you are selecting windows and doors, listen to Larry's sage advice and call California Deluxe Windows. We'll do for you what we did for Larry's friend and family. For the best quality windows and doors made in America, call Aaron at California Deluxe Windows. Ask about 20% off your entire order and one-year interest-free financing. California Deluxe Windows, 888-NEW-WINDOWS. 888-NEW-WINDOWS. He will indeed say, Your house can be covered with potato chips, and we wouldn't crack one. CSLB number 774518. Some restrictions apply. 
Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's WOW11 to 88988. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrew K. Show. That was my bit of news. I don't know if y'all heard it. I might have played it too quickly. DJ Carrot Sticks got me this new soundboard so I can make all kinds of like funny sounds and it's got some funny clips like one of my favorites. I might as well. It doesn't have anything to do with tonight's show, but I'm going to play it anyway. Here's an oldie but goodie. I don't feel no ways tired. <laughs> oh, that one never gets old. Um, all right. Before the break, we were talking about San Diego and uh, the alleged Republican mayor tried to put in forth some uh, tax initiative. It failed in the city council. So that is not going to go forward. But that does not mean that they're not going to now try to find another way to raise our taxes. And we're going to keep speaking out against it because, as Al Arias, my tax man, said earlier, Uh, You know, lowering taxes and lowering regulations on business is what spurs the economy. And, you know, what oftentimes happens when you have uh, entrepreneurship and you have new idea and innovation come out, there's some there's a concept of creative destruction, which means as as innovation and technology comes out, it can make something else obsolete. They'll mess it up. Well, government will mess it up. Yeah. Well, what? Gov- yeah, because what government wants to do is government starts regulating business. So, um, the, and then um, what's happened with the taxi cabs is. So years ago, this technology comes out, idea, taxi cabs, riding people around. Yay, it's great. And what does government decide to do? Get involved, unionize it, regulate it, and and all of this. Um, And then here comes an idea. Thanks to uh, technology, Uber and Lyft. It's a lot cheaper. The service is better. And it's kind of taken over America. Well, the uh, the Marxist in chief of New York City decides, hey, wait a second, we can't have that. So, but of course, the left can't admit for why they want to. They always have some phony excuse for regulations, right, Al? So their excuse for trying to clamp down on Uber and Lyft to help the unions is that it's putting people into poverty, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what de Blasio said. We've got we've got to stop. We're not going to issue any more permits for for Uber and Lyft drivers because this is putting people into poverty and it's causing harm in our neighborhoods. Who's who's he focused on? Is he focused on that the Lyft drivers don't make enough? No, what he's focusing on is that the increase, this new technology and new service is now starting to put taxi drivers at, like I just talked about, it's, it's the concept of creative destruction. As Uber and Lyft came out, this new service and new technology, people are liking it better. And what does the government want to do? Prop up businesses instead of letting it die by the wayside. They want to subsidize it. They want to help it and keep it going instead of letting it die by the vine and allowing innovation take over and instead of allowing competition. 
competition and the free markets decide what business we want to have. They're deciding, you know what, this is hurting taxis, i.e. the unions, which the left likes. So now they're wanting to put the hurt on Uber and Lyft drivers. Who are they? They're saying that they're, they want to prevent poverty, but what are they going to do is put the hurt on, on people that want to make a living off of Uber and Lyft. So, and then what's going to end up happening is that it's also going to hurt the lower income people because in areas of New York that don't have mass transit, don't have a lot of taxi cabs, they've got some local neighbors using their cars to drive, and now they're going to have longer wait times, prices are going to go up. And, and so now we've got government intervention. We had a great technology and innovation that came out. And what did they do? They're mucking it up, just like you said, Al. Yeah, it's, it's really unfortunate, but... Um... They they should let the market drive things. In other words, the taxis, if they're if they're losing ground, they have to be more efficient. Yeah, come up with the, their own the, technology the, the to price, compete. The price of using a taxi is great. It's very it's much higher than Uber. Yeah, because of union fees and union dues. So, you know, instead of instead of attacking the problem, and DJ Carrot Sticks just typed in, he said, well, why don't the taxi drivers uh, drive drive Uber? Well, you know, they're unionized. They've got rules and regulations over them. They're controlled. Unions are like little Marxist societies. You know, they're little controlled. Uh, and I don't, the last time I went to San Francisco, I swore I would never go back because we found out the reason why we couldn't get a taxi anywhere. We would wait, we were at Plump Jack Restaurant and the waiter had to stand outside in the street for an hour, literally an hour and a half to get us a taxi. And we found out that because the unions were in control of the taxi, they, they regulated how many taxis in order to keep the income at a certain level that they wanted for taxi drivers, they restricted the number of taxis you could have. So we were at the night before Plump Jack, we were at Fog City Diner at one in the morning, still waiting on a taxi. They told us we're going to have to kick y'all out. We would have been out on the street in the dark waiting. So, you know, but that's the result of government control. And so, you know, this is just, you know, and these are the kind of economic stories that, that kind of sometimes bore people, but we got to talk about it as Republicans and conservatives, because, you know, the left is, is got people, idiots like Ocasio-Cortez out with these bumper sticker platitudes saying today that if we had Medicare for all, we'd have People could save on funeral expenses, and it's like, um, how does that? <laughs> hey, memo to Acacia Cortez: We're all going to die, no matter what Medicare plan or in health insurance we've got on. It doesn't lower the number of funerals. I could get like two hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> if you it's die. Like, it's like ridiculous. <laughs> handle, handle your funeral with two fifty, and we're all going to die cool. anyway. So you might extend people's lives, but it's not going to save on funeral fees because, <laughs> A, we're all going to die. What does it have to do with the mortuary? No, what are they going to charge you for a box, man? The, the, the truth is she's not clueless. She's educated. She sounds clueless. Because you know why? Because no matter you, you can be the most intelligent person in the world, but you can't sell socialism because it doesn't make sense. They, it, when they, they, that's why they sound stupid because they can't answer any second and third level questions with any truth and with any fact. They've constantly tried to massage it and manipulate it. I've only got a minute or so left. Uh, I did want to give, but it's my bit of news. Just a little bit of news. Um, a, a Republican congressman, Biggs, out of Arizona, has authored a bill. He's got a plan to pay for the wall. He says every time somebody comes here from a country south of the border, they should lose about $2,000 per person from any money that we give to the country. He said with the amount of people coming here, that'll pay for a wall pronto. Your thoughts, Al? Well, I, I think that I heard that on a news program, and I thought it was uh, really cool. 
Well, yeah. It's That's a- how you're going to get Mexico to pay for the wall. Exactly. It accomplishes a few things. It finally gets us, uh, it's a campaign promise fulfilled. It solves the money problem and it helps America because as we did a financial, uh, shared a financial analysis a while back on the show, if we just stopped 160000 from coming here over the next 10 years, it would not only pay for the wall, and that's even not aside from this plan, but it would also save us, I don't remember the exact number in terms of billions of dollars. The, the people on the left that want to tell us that it's a net gain for us economically to have a flood of illegals coming here are just flat out liars. And uh, that's another reason why they always sound tortured uh, when they're trying to sell us their swill. But you never sound tortured, Al. You always sound smart. <laughs> I'm not you. tortured. No, but you you never sound tortured either. <laughs> hey, thanks you guys for being here. Tomorrow's Friday Fun Day, and we're going to liberate you from something tomorrow. You're going to be so glad you tuned in. So be right back here tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Love you all. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K.